we are in our month of growing up as a spiritual development maturity tell somebody grow up unto spiritual maturity amen there's a scripture in second peter i believe 3 18 which says that growing grace and in the knowledge of our lord jesus christ now when you it's important that everybody becomes born again in john chapter 3 verse uh 3 and Six. Johanne Uma Etimiensa Chichemunsiano. In fact, the verse three says that except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. And the verse number five and six say, he said, Marvel not, I say unto you, must be born again. No crano cranism was said, I was sent a pebiara in ya and in the verse number six, he says that that which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Which means that it's important to be born in the spirit. And to be born in the spirit is to have the new birth where you receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and your Savior. Now, the spiritual birth. Or the new birth is a supernatural birth. And when we say something is supernatural, it means that it is spiritual. And so the Christian life is a spiritual life. Now when you when you get born again, you need to grow up spiritually. Just like when a child is born physically, the child also must grow and develop physically. But oftentimes, when people get born again, they get stuck. All they say is that I'm born again. But a born again experience is just like having gone through the gate of a house. You need to get into various doors and into various rooms. So that you can grow up and mature. And you can become useful in the house of God. In Ephesians chapter 4 verse 11 to 16. The Bible talks about the fact that God has given us gifts. He gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers. And what is the function of these ministries? He said, for the perfecting of the saints. Some versions say, for the training of the saints. So I realize that the pastor, the prophet, the teacher, the evangelist, he's a trainer. He said, to train Christians in skilled servant work. 
Working within Christ's body, the church. So it's a, it's, a, it's a responsibility or the duty of the pastor to train you so that you can do the work of the ministry. So when you become born again, you are not just to be sitting down and open your mouth up. Let me get some milk to drink and let everything be done for me. But you've got to grow up and unto maturity whereby you also begin to serve in the house. Just like babies are born and they grow up unto maturity and become responsible in the house. They do house chores and they eventually become very helpful in the house. That is what you also ought to become. Can I have an amen? So he says that, let's continue with our scripture, for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry. That means that the saints must do the work of the ministry. So it is your responsibility to pray, to win souls, to cast out demons, to lay hands on the sick, and to do many things. So the pastor's work is number one for the perfecting of the saints. So that the, the saints will do the work of the ministry. And that the body, the church is edified, strengthened. In verse 13 and 14. Bible says that till we all come into the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. It means that you ought to grow into, this, into the nature of Christ, into the stature of Christ. Into, so it means that you have to develop the character of Christ. Amen. Verse 14. So we all that we henceforth now you see the work of the ministry or the, of the ministers is that they train you so that you no more you can do the work of the ministry and that we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slight of men and cunning craftiness whereby they lie in wait to deceive we'll visit the scripture later amen amen and verse 15 and 16, let's read it together. But speaking the truth in love, may grow upward into him in all things. We are to grow up into Christ where in all things, which is ahead, even Christ. From whom the whole body fitly joined together and compacted by that which every joint supplieth, according to the effectual working, a measure of every part maketh increase of the body unto the edifying of itself in love. Amen. Amen. So, as naturally we grow from babies. Become children, and then we get into adulthood. So there are also three stages of spiritual development. Somebody say three stages of spiritual development. We have babyhood stage, childhood stage, 
and then the mature stage. Now, let's look at the babyhood stage. Babies need primarily milk to let them grow up well. In 1 Peter chapter 2, verse number 2, the Bible says that as newborn babes desire the sincere, watch the adjective there, the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby. It means that it is the sincere milk of the word that makes you grow. Babies cannot eat solid food like banku and kenke and fufu. What they need is milk. And the milk they need is good milk. Not contaminated milk. Other than that, it's going to affect the baby's health. So in the wisdom of God, God has ensured that rich or poor, every woman is able to feed her baby by ensuring that the mammary gland of the baby, uh, of the woman, secretes milk. What a kind God. I said, what a kind God. It means that food is available for every baby. And spiritually to when you are born, again, there is food available unto you so long as you are close to your spiritual father or spiritual mother. There are four benefits of breast milk. We call it NHIS. I believe in Ghana we have got NHIS. Somebody say NHIS. NHIS. The N is for nutritional value. The, the, the breast milk is for the nutrition of the baby. Number two, H, it helps for the health of the baby. I, it stands for the intellectual development of the baby. And S is it helps the social and mental development of the baby. Amen. Amen. So any new baby born in Christ who is denied the sincere milk of the word of God will lack will lack spiritual nutrition. And so just like every child needs the milk helps for nutrition. Every spiritual baby also needs nutrition. And that is why the baby must be made, uh, milk must be made available to the baby. Or the baby must be willing to take the milk because sometimes they are not willing to take it. Then it's also meant for the health of the baby. When babies don't get milk, and they don't eat well, they develop kwashioko, a condition whereby their tummies become big, and they look skinny, with a patched skin, 
And they don't look good. It is also meant for the intellectual development. It means that when a baby doesn't get breast, uh, uh, a spiritual baby doesn't get spiritual breast milk, which is a word of God, it affects the spiritual, intellectual development of that child. That child lacks that child lacks knowledge of the word of God. So the person is born again. But the person can be living a like a desical life. The person may still continue in drinking and smoking. Immorality. Disrespect for parents and adults. Unplanned life. What? the best book in the world which is the bible can give to the person to help refine the person's life the person does not connect himself to the word of god so the word of god is very important in second peter chapter 3 verse 18 the bible says that growing grace bible second peter 3 18 grow in grace and in the knowledge of our, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Tell somebody grow in grace. So it means that we are supposed to grow. Amen. And it is the milk of the word of God that will make you grow. So there are many Christians they get born again. Two years in the faith. Five years in the faith. But they are spiritual midgets. They are suffering from spiritual achondroplasia they are not growing up but others who make themselves available to the word of God and imbibe the word of God and live by the word of God within a couple of months into a few years you see them doing very well you can find somebody who's been a Christian one year, two years, three years sometimes even five years and they don't know how to share their faith they, they don't know basic scriptures they don't tithe they are still living their lives like when they were I mean they were in the world they may live like pigs. Wash themselves up. You go and lie back in the mouth. But the knowledge of the word of God helps you out. May the Lord help us. So NHIS. NHIS. The S is for the social and mental development of the baby. When a baby is taking breast milk, it's been found that the babies that take breast milk have better bonding with their mother. And it helps them with their, in their social development. And it helps them with their mental acuity. And so, it is important that babies will take breast milk. In certain, in certain nations, they pay even their mothers to stay home so that when they give birth, they will take care of their babies and give them breast milk. Because when the, the babies grow up and they, uh, they grow up and they mature, it helps the states because they are, there's proper social and mental 
development. So when somebody doesn't also get the word of God, and it's not fed with the milk of the word, in fact the sincere milk of the word, then the person becomes a spiritual social deviant. So when we say, shall we stand for the word of God? Let's clap our hands. Let's jump. We say, did we come for, uh, did we come for uh, aerobics in the church? The person will always have something negative against what is going on. When they say, let's take an offering for church building, they'll frown their faces. When they say, it's time for fasting and prayer, they say, I have too much food in my fridge. So pastor, why are you telling us to fast? And you realize that they don't even burn properly in the church. Sometimes they feel they are more important than other people. But you see, in Christ, nobody is more important than any. We have been washed by the blood of Jesus. The only thing difference is that we have got different functions. The body has got, the body parts have got different functions. But all of them work, they synergize in order to uh, work for the good of the entire body. So my dear friend, you are important to the body. Amen. Amen. Give the Lord a hand of praise. So, it's important that you, uh, the new believer desires the sincere milk of the word. He said, as newborn babes desire. The word desire in the Greek is zelu. Z-E-L-O-O That means I have a strong passion for it You see when babies want breast milk It doesn't matter where their mom is They begin to cry out I want the breast milk And especially when they are growing up a little And they know how to handle the breast They will put their hand inside the mother's dress And pop it out And no matter who is there They want their milk what the Lord is trying to tell us is that we should, we, we should desire the word of God so much that we should not never feel embarrassed about taking in the word of God. Anywhere, anytime. And under any condition. Tell your friend desire the sincere milk of the word. Amen. Amen. And then you see, as mothers take their time to give the children word of, uh, I mean, food or milk, those of us who are spiritually matured are going to be accountable for the spiritual babies that come into the church. Babies can't do much for themselves. You got to bath the baby, feed the baby, wear the baby dress. You don't tell baby, baby, come. If you want a baby, you go carry the baby. So you realize that we have got to go 
you have to help them to mature. So it means that you got to go after the spiritual babies, follow up on them and bring them to the house of God. You have to teach them that we we, we, we have to pay tithes, give offerings, we must visit them. Oftentimes we visit the matured ones. We are calling our old friends. We are calling the old buddies. And we visit them. But we don't visit the new ones. Sometimes new people come to church. And nobody speaks to them. It shouldn't be the case. We have a responsibility to follow up on them. And to ensure that they are growing up. And they are doing well in the Lord. And teach them the basis of the word of God. The importance of even coming to church. Amen. Amen. When you go to tertiary institutions, so, I don't know whether they still do it. But they have orientations. Teach you what you're expected to know and to do. And that's the reason why we expect people to attend our foundational classes. And we'll teach them on the importance of coming to church, giving, offering, and call. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, let's look at a few characteristics of babies. Babies, we call them the three eyes. What was the three eyes? Three eyes. Babies are number one, innocent. Number two, they are ignorant. And number three, they are irritable or indulgent. Innocent, ignorant, and then irritable. Okay. So now the first one is innocent. So tell somebody. A child is innocent. Say, a baby is innocent. The word innocent means they are pure. Children are pure. If you look at babies, babies are innocent. They are sinless. They are pure. They are guileless. They are naive. They have no past. There's a saying in education that a child is a tabula rasa. It means that a child is a clean slate. What you write on the child is what will be written on the child. Which means that what you teach a child is what a child will become. And the Bible says in Proverbs, I believe chapter 6, Train up a child the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. As an adult, you are what you are by the training you got. Some people don't brush their teeth because when they are growing up, they are not trained to brush their teeth in the morning. There are people that who will never eat a meal in the morning until they've taken their bath because that was their training. So training is important. And so babies must be trained. Can I have 
have an amen. Amen. Somebody says, say, sometimes they, they begin to do something. So, yakwala, yakwala. No, no, no. The baby must be. If you don't train the child, whatever car characteristic is in the child, you grow with it. Amen. Amen. So, like I said, children are innocent. Innocent means they are teachable. They are very assimilative. They have got, got a very high absorptive capacity. And we should also not lose our innocence. A lot of times when we come to church a few times or after we've been around for some time, we lose our spiritual innocence and we become know-it-all and so we do not follow instructions. Babies are innocent. We shouldn't lose our innocence as well. But in our contest here, if we say babies, babies are innocent, it means that we've got to learn, we have to help them to learn the right things. Amen. Amen. And just as when you know, parents, when babies begin to cry, parents rush on them and pick them up and take care of them. So also, we must be taking very good care of the, of the new believers or the saints that God has given to us. Number two, they are ignorant. Ignorant means they lack knowledge. Or awareness in general. Sometimes they are ignorant of danger. A snake can come into a room and a baby will be lying down. The baby will even be trying to be holding the snake and be pulling the snake around. He can be holding a knife if the knife is available to the baby. When a baby, you, I mean, a baby can see poo poo and will think that poo poo is food and begin to eat the food poo poo. So the baby can poo poo on itself and touch a baby and, and, and begin to eat it. Because oftentimes babies are in what we call the oral phase. Every child develops first is in the oral phase. The oral phase is the phase where they begin to. They eat anything they see, they want to that eat. That's why they put their thumbs in their mouths. And often when they put their thumbs in their mouth, it means that there's a psychological deficiency somewhere. And that's what they, in order to make up, they try to suck their thumb. So especially when the mother hasn't got time, the mother is working, the mother has other things to do. Say, well, breast milk is not available. There's some, there's certain deficiency. So in order to just compensate for that deficiency, they put their hands and then they begin to suck their thumb. From the oral phase, they go to the anal phase where they like to poo poo on themselves. So it's possible that when they are there, then they also mix the thing and then they say, because they've enjoyed oral phase, then it must also enter their mouth. 
And from the anal phase, they go to the fallow stage. The fallow stage is where they play with their genitalia. So you see, as they are growing up, then they are playing, you know, either with their manhood or their whatever. They are co they are cocoa. Amen. Amen. Are you learning something? Amen. Good. So, in their ignorant state, they end up picking things to eat that they don't have to eat. They may end up taking poisonous things. So they might be protected from taking poisonous things. Amen. Amen. And so it is our responsibility. That's why it's our responsibility to our pastor. He said, Where are you? Where are you? You see, when you have a baby, you must always know where your baby is. When you have a child, never, never lose sight of your child. Because the child can go and pick anything. Drink acid. Go and take pepsodents. And swallow the pepsodent up. Can I have an amen? Amen. And so you always must be very protective of your child. By finding out where the child is. And know what the child is doing. And that's why sometimes as a pastor. See, all truth is parallel. If it, you know, so as it goes for the natural, so it goes for the spiritual. And so I would call and say, where, where are you? Why didn't you come to a service? And sometimes the response is that I will come. And when you say that, I get irritated. And if I can get you to give you some blows, I'll give you some blows. <laughs> because I want to know why you didn't come. So that I, maybe I can give you a counsel related to that. And the Bible also says that we are supposed to give an account of your soul. So if you cannot even come into a service. Because it's a service, a family meeting, it is your responsibility to tell the pastor or at least somebody close who will inform him. And if you couldn't even make, do that, so when to me, and, yes, and you get into the service, now pass, I think it is only right and polite that you express the reason why you couldn't make it. Is that a good idea? Then we are developing a good family life. Amen. Amen. So, children are innocent. And so they can, they can take, all, sorry, ignorance. So they can take all kinds of things which they don't have to. We protect children from strange people. Because these days, babies are even raped. Last week, I got to know that a nine-month baby was raped. By, by somebody who was in their 30s. What kind of feeling is that? So, you see, you, could, you can see that it, 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 the, the parents also were not paying attention. And so, spiritually also, people can be raped. 
They can be given, people can take spiritual poisons. You see, the Bible says that in 1 Peter 2 2, as newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby. It means that you can, if there's sincere milk, then it means there's also insincere milk. So it means that you can take a certain word which, which is not the true word of God but it will be having the smatterings of the word. Certain kinds of coatings around it to deceive you. When the devil wanted to deceive, I mean to tempt Jesus he quoted the word of God and said if you are the son of God turn these stones into bread for it is written <laughs> are you getting me? and Jesus had to also say it is written Jesus was not a spiritual babe but do you know that he was born a babe? But he had to go to the synagogue and learn the word of the Lord. So just as Jesus grew in, Bible says he grew in stature, in wisdom, in favor with God and with men. Luke 2.52. In the same way to you too, you must grow up in wisdom. By getting hold of the word of God yourself. Amen. Amen. So we must protect the children or the babies so that they are not introduced to certain kinds of evil doctrines in the early stages of my Christian life. I remember having a friend in school, very nice gentleman, very handsome, very kind. And I liked him. But then I realized that he was practicing a certain other religion. And I was attracted to him. But thank God that I have had people who have taught me the basis of the word of God. So I didn't drift towards him. He, he used to give me milk and gary and sugar. And you see, oftentimes when your natural needs are met, you'll be gravitating towards the one who, who supplies those needs. But man shall not live by bread alone. But by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. And that's the reason why when other things are attracting you and drawing you, you must watch out whoever is trying to feed you with those things is he a good companion for you to be able to grow up spiritually with or not better be hungry better be clothless than to have all those niceties of life and lose out on your salvation can I have an amen? Amen. I remember having a soul who told me that 
he had found a certain church in his area. And when I went to inspect the church, you see, when, when somebody says, I go to a church, I go, you have to go to the way and find out their doctrine. And all through the service, I never heard the name Jesus mentioned. They were always talking about Prophet Joseph something. Prophet Joseph something. I don't want to mention the name of that religion. Are you getting what I'm saying? So, if I didn't go there, this my soul my new convert, a baby was, who was ignorant was going to be eating the wrong things and his life would go somewhere else. And it is important for every young believers not to be exposed to other religions, not to read their books. Listen to me. The Hindu God is not the same as our God. The Muslim God is not the same as our God. The traditional God is not the same as our God. Are you getting me? It's not the same as our God. And so, I mean, you cannot get up and say, well, I want to read about this and read about that and read about it. It confuses people. So it is better not to expose them till they are matured enough. Can I have an amen? Amen. Yeah. Amen. Hindu nyame ente se yeye de e na kremofo so de ente se yeye de ye nananom so de a omosum ye so ente se yeye de a ye som amen remember that you are what you eat so when you go and eat the wrong things it's going to affect you o kodi nyam abone a e be how hallelujah amen so you have to be careful even as to places you go to e wose wo hwe bia wo ko you have to be careful as to who lays hands on you e wose wo ye ahweye nia o de nsa eto wo so because from the law of reflexology, all our body organs have never ended this in our hands and our feet. And when somebody lays his hands on you, he has, he has put his whole being on you. So the spirit that is in him is released into you. That is why through the laying of hands, spiritual gifts are imparted. So through the laying of hands, evil spirits also can be imparted. Number three, children are irritable. So number one, they are innocent. They are clean board and they are teachable, have a teachable spirit. It's and we've got to teach them. Amen. Number two, babies are ignorant. They don't know anything. So they don't know that poo-poo is bad. They don't know that uh, picking something from the floor to eat is, is not good. Are you getting me? So you've got to teach them. You've got to teach them. Protect them from strange people. You know, when we're growing up, sometimes they say, that, don't go to this house. Don't play with this person. Because you're going to be affected. Can I have an amen? Amen. And God's purpose for us is that we should grow onto a perfect man. That will arrive at a really matured manhood. And people, if people are going to grow onto maturity onto manhood, then we must protect them and ensure that they get the sincere monk of the word. We say babies, babies are irritable. 
Irritable means having or showing a tendency to be easily annoyed. It means to be bad tempered. To be touchy. Grumpy. Testy. No. T E S T Y. Testy. Not thirsty. Testy. To be touchy. I'm, to be touchy, I'm giving you synonyms. <laughs> to be irascible. <laughs> to be peevish. <laughs> to be pettish. <laughs> to be shrewish. <laughs> and to be bilious. <laughs> Amen. Yeah, when you come to church, you must learn. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you know how to be an. We are talking about development. Hallelujah. Amen. So, babies are irritable. They are grumpy. They easily, I mean, they easily get annoyed. They've got a sport mentality. And because of that, they've got to be weaned. We've got to wean them from, from, from spiritual babies must be weaned from the milk. What is the meaning of weaning? Weaning is a gradual replacement of breastfeeding with foods and ways of nurturing. I said again, weaning is a gradual replacement of breastfeeding with other foods and ways of nurturing. So you find some mothers as the baby is growing up, now they, 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 they ask for exclusive six months breastfeeding, but I think when we're growing up, by the time you are three months, they give you cocoa and pampa. They open your mouth. And when you don't want to drink, they hold your nose and they open your mouth and then they pour the pampa in. Yes, they pour and then they, then they, they start giving you some banku and fetri. That's how some of us started eating banku and fetri very early. Very soft ones, anyway. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Eh? And so, babies need to be weaned. Now, a lot of their babies are ready to be weaned at different ages. Oftentimes, by 18 months, that's a year and a half, they must be weaned. But some are not ready to be weaned till after two years, three years, even four years. There's been somebody told me that even when they started going to class one, you go to school when they come, come and suck the mother's breast milk. So now, depending on the readiness of the new baby in Christ, some mature at two years, some three years, but some also grow up early and they are weaned by three, four, three months to six months, you find out that, that they have grown, they have grown from just taking milk onto taking solid food. 
pen bebre no abofra na ebetimia obi betimia atse ne ho afi ne funso no a ebi wa bosom miensa ebi wa oso a mfie baako anase mienu ne yate no according to william cs he said in ancient writings the word win means to ripen sa wo bre e wo titimremu no wo bre and so to be weaned was a joyous occasion even for a child because the child has moved, is moving from one stage to the other. So when children get, baby, people get saved, you see, we, we pet babies. But babies shouldn't be petted forever. So spiritually too, we may start petting the new new souls but after some time we've got to win them so that they begin to get into maturity milk can only help the baby to a certain extent and sometimes you see that like we're saying babies they are easily frustrated they get hurt but they must grow they, but they must grow out of the hurt and offenses. Sometimes when the mother is preparing some meal or whatever, the baby or the breast milk is not coming, then you see the baby will slap the mother. When the baby slaps you, hold the baby and slap the baby back. Don't say it's all. You see, they are testing you. If your baby starts slapping you, when they grow up, they hold your neck. You must deal with that child. Amen. Amen. They are babies, they are intelligent. Amen. Amen. Yeah, they are intelligent. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. In Acts chapter 20, verse 32. Acts 20, 32. Acts. We are supposed to help the babies to understand that they can hasten their spiritual growth through, through the application of the word of God, their consistency in prayer, living a holy life, and telling others about Jesus Christ. So Paul says, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you what? Up the word of his grace, the word of his grace is able to what build you up and to give you an inheritance among all them who are sanctified. May the word of God, may the word of his grace build you up. It, it means that without the intake of the word of God, you can you will be you will be innocent, you will be ignorant, and you'll be very irritable. That's why you see a, a number of Christians they are easily irritable. I don't like the way the usher shook my hand. I don't like the way the pastor is preaching. He's moving up and down. Why? I don't know why. I don't like why he's giving us plenty synonyms. You have defined the thing. One, shut up, continue, give the points, and stop all the talking. 
But you see, yes, the baby doesn't understand teaching skills about the fact that some things must be repetitive in order for them to be imbibed properly. Pastor, last week you talked on this. You have started talking about it again. Why are you talking about it? Don't you have new information? But in, in teaching methodology, you learn something known as previous knowledge. Teaching from the known to the unknown. But you see, it's a, it's a baby, it's a child, so he is ignorant. The way the person is talking is showing his ignorance, but he thinks he's intelligent. The next stage is the childhood stage. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 13 and 14. The Bible says that so we all come into the unity of the faith and the Son of God unto a perfect man and unto the knowledge of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Verse 14, read it with me. That we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro. So children are what? Tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine. That means that any teaching they hear in town, Charlie, hey, have you heard of the new revelation that has come? Charlie, the teaching you people are giving is too basic. What you are the, the teaching your church is basic. These days, pastor doesn't teach deep revelation. Now there's higher level revelation. Mm, higher level. Which higher level? Anything God wants to reveal to you, it's in the word. Anything. Anything. Anything God, anything God has to reveal to you. It's in this word. Anything outside of this word, it must be dangerous to you. Bible said that we are no more, because of the teachings of the pastors, we are no more supposed to be children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slight of men and cunning craftiness whereby they lay in wait to deceive. Do it in another version for me, amplified or the message version. Verse, start from 13. Okay, so it said, no prolonged what? Infancies among us, please. We will not tolerate babes in the woods. Small children who are easy marked for what? Imposters. Wow. So then, we may no longer be children tossed like ships to and fro between chance gusts of teaching and wavering with Every changing wind of doctrine, the prayer of the cunning and cleverness of unscrupulous men, gamblers engaged in every shifting form of trickery in inventing errors to mislead. Hey. Amen. Amen. You see. Children are very, very gullible. And the same way to spiritual children are. He said, we have heard that there's a certain pastor in town. He uses green candles. There's somebody his own is red oil. Zomi. When it touches you, one touch, everything will change. Are you getting me? 
And then you are rushing or wire. It is that what they don't call it wire. Say wire. Wire. Red wire. And then you are running. After that, that is what he's talking about cunning craftiness. And Some that, people that say person. that. Look, there was somebody in in is it Kenya who has a church. His church name is the Church of Breasts hey. or something. And he That's says so cool. that it is with the ladies. When whatever problem you have, when he sucks your breast, he'll suck the problem away. I'm sorry, ni di edi nufo. Ensi wu yoba na wu haubi ani yani se ebe fi nufo na mau keke na wu huato. So the women go and they remove their breasts. A man eku ano mu yomu nufo ebusho. And this man is sucking breasts. Na osofwe e nufo nufo. Different sizes and different shapes. Ketwa kesiye e hone ho na orchi. Yeah, yeah. Somebody's own too is that he said his, his sperms are it's a it's a it's a it's a it's an anointed milk. Oh so I see in sure finibemu bano a yenia a ya croje ungosra ewa so and so as he goes as he goes to the high places he 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 he, he does sanctification cleansing or quite in fear honomwa or yeah I'm a disrunku ewa ho. So you see people are being misled. I remember years ago, somebody came to me and said a certain supposed prophet told him that, told her that the husband was not a real husband. And so, and interestingly enough, this lady was in one of these, our Pentecostal churches left the church and started following this guy. This guy now was all over hiring hotels and sleeping with the lady in a hotel. A married woman left her home to follow this person. Yeah. To that extent, she used to sing in a choir. No, Like some of you sing in a choir. But you see, people want some new things. See, babies want some new things. Children want some new things. Yeah, we have heard. We have heard. Yes, yes, yes. I tell, I tell, I can't get. Ah, Oh, hey. That's it. They like it. Am I preaching somebody here? Yeah. People will never pay their tithe faithfully. But they'll go somewhere else and pay consultation fees. When they have to see their pastor in church, their pastor is busy, one or two people say, we don't have time, we have gone. But they can go and sit somewhere and sit from morning to evening to see somebody who will, who will trick them and who will take money from them and who Let's look at a few characteristics of children. Number one, children are unsteady. Unsteady or unstable. Unsteady. Number two, they are curious. Number three, they are talkatives. Unsteady, curious, talkative. UCT. Number four, 
They are unstable means they are liable to fall or shake. And when anything is unstable, it means it's liable to fall or shake, become rocky, wobby, unbalanced, unreliable, insecure, tortury. You cannot rely on a child to do something continuously. When you tell the child, clean this place, the next moment you find that child is doing something else. You tell the child, read. The next moment you see something on the television is on it. So you realize that children are unstable. They are unreliable. And you got to stabilize them. Amen. Amen. And spiritually too, they are, when people come to Christ, they are unstable. They are unreliable. But we've got to train them up so that they become stable. And in 1 Corinthians 15, 58, it says, Be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. Amen. Amen. So they have to do good things in the house of God. We have to teach them that people don't convince them to leave the faith and to leave the church. Amen. Amen. Sometimes they say, well, so after being in the church for all this, what have you gained? What have they done for you? What do you expect the church to do for you than to receive teachings what and to be taught so the word of God? Amen. 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 Or you want the pastor to carry you at his back. Or every day when the pastor is coming, he has loaded his car with food and all those things. No. His work is to give you spiritual meal. His work is to ensure that you become strong. Listen to me. I am more interested in your spiritual life and your social life as well. Amen. Can I have an amen? Yeah, for your stability. See, when you become correct with God, other areas of your life become correct. The next thing is that children are curious. The word curious means eager to learn something. They know what is happening around. They want to know whatever is happening around. And like I said, if they hear of any new thing, they move. They like to get into other people's stuff. They are busybodies. So you see children, when they see that their friend is holding this, they want to, they want some. Me too, I want some. Me too, I want this. Me too, I want that. Me too, I want that. Yeah, they are always me too. First Thessalonians chapter 4 verse 11. First Thessalonians chapter 4 verse number 11. The Bible says that, that you also aspire to lead a quiet life and to mind your own business. Mind your own business. Mind your own business. In order to grow up, listen to me, you, you have to move from childhood, from babyhood to the childhood and to maturity. And if you're going to get into maturity, you have to learn to mind your own business. That's why I think our, our former president said, you now you take care of your own farm. You have never finished, you know, clearing the wheat in your farm and you are looking into somebody's farm. Can I have an amen? Amen. So make sure that you, they have to be taught to be concerned about their own businesses. And that people shouldn't become judgmental. Who are you to judge somebody's servants? 
Amen. Amen. It's very important. Can I have an amen? Amen. You've got to guard your salvation with fear and trembling. And in, in teaching them, you have to teach them that they become strong in the Lord. Let me share this quickly with you. You see, sometimes you see your friend, and your friend may not be coming to church much, your friend, but he seems to be doing well in a way, or that, you know, he may not be praying much. And you think that, listen, what is fighting the two of you? They are different. Your homes are different. And there are people that they, are, they have a backing. Are you getting me? When we're going to school, for instance, we had, we had certain people and they were not learning much. But at the back of their mind, they knew that they had an uncle who has a shop at Cantamanto, a shop at Nkoko. So when they finish, they, there's a waiting business. There's a business awaiting them. You too, what is waiting for you? If you see a lot of the big pharmacy shops we have in, the, in our country, there are certain people who started the business and they set up their nephews and nieces up. And if you are going to start as a pharmacy and you are going to compete with them, you can't compete with them that way. You can't. So you, you, you need something, somebody bigger on your side to help you to become bigger than them. And that's why you don't have to joke with your Christian life. Can I have an amen? Amen. Yeah, you don't have to joke. Amen. Amen. The third thing about children is that they are talkatives. They are fond of giving to talking. They suffer from loquacity. They are vulnerable. They are garulos. And you have to let, teach them to control their tongues. In Proverbs chapter 10, verse 19, Proverbs 10, 19, Proverbs 10, 19, the Bible says that in the multitude of words, sin is not lacking. It means that if you talk a lot, you easily sin. Tell your friend, if you talk a lot, you will easily sin. But the Bible says, he who restrains his lips is wise. It means that a wise person knows how not to talk. You don't have to talk because you, you, have, you, want to, you, you, you want to talk. You must talk because you have something really good to say. Amen. Amen. In the multitudes of words, sin is not lacking. In Ecclesiastes chapter 5 verse 3, Bible says, show me somebody who talks much and I know that he's a fool. A dream comes through much activity and a fool's voice is known by his word many words. So we've got to teach them to learn how to shut up. Sometimes children are talking and say, shut up. Don't go. When you go to class, when you are teaching, don't you, don't you, they are talking. 
And the teacher says, shut up. Everybody keep quiet. Keep quiet. Keep quiet. Keep quiet. Keep quiet. You are talking too much. And there are some people in the church, you see that, they talk too much. You see that these are what? Spiritual children. They are, they are they may be, they may be having breasts. They may be uh, having beard. They may be having, but they are spiritual children because they talk too much. And a fool's voice, you say, you are talking to a fool. Or a fool who is talking to you. Spiritual people don't talk too much. And people who are always talking are guilty of three things. People who are talking are guilty of three things. Tell you, you didn't write it, write it. Number one, they are guilty of evil speaking. What is evil speaking? Evil speaking is talking and discussing others in a negative way. Especially in their absence. When you, you see, you don't have to talk about people in their absence. If there's anything you want to say about people, say good things about them. In their absence, you must say good things about them. If you, if you think you've got an issue with somebody, go to the person and address the thing. You see, the body of Christ, we destroy ourselves with our words. Sometimes the thing that you are saying would discourage somebody from being in the church or from being in Christ. And that's it. Because of you, the person will not go to church. I've known people who have stopped church and after stopping the church, they do not even, they are never stable in any church again. So be careful what you say. In the midst of your anger, in the midst of your irritation, in the midst of your grumpiness, and in the midst of your talkativeness, that you do not become guilty of evil speaking. Amen. Amen. Sometimes you find people and they discuss, you see, they get up and they discuss so many things. They, they will take the church. You see, you, when you go home and you are talking bad about the church, to the hearing of your father, your mother, your siblings, your children, how do you expect them to want to come to church? They do not come to church. But they know everything that goes on in the church. We've had church people who have gone somewhere and they, as they've gone there, the people who don't come to church are telling our church members that we hear your church is this and that. And meanwhile, we come to church and we're praying that for the salvation of our family members. But your own words are stopping their salvation because of your evil speaking. But there's no church that is perfect. Among Jesus' disciples, do you know that they were quarreling for position? Yeah, it's in the Bible. Who want to be greatest? Who want to be greatest? That's why Jesus said, the one who is a servant. 
Is that right? Must be a great. They were there. And Jesus said in John 6 70, he said, Have I not chosen 12 of you? But one of you is a devil. Even Jesus, when he chose, one of them was a devil. Amen. Amen. So it means that not everybody in the church may be perfect. But the good, thing, the good news is that out of every 12, when one is a devil, 11 are good people. Amen. May you be part of the 11. Hallelujah. Amen. Are you learning something here? So what I'm trying to say is that even amongst Jesus' own whatever, click uh, grouping, everything was not perfect. In fact, Jesus' own brothers didn't believe in him till after the resurrection. And every church you go around, you go, go and do a research, go around all the big churches, big church, small church, whatever, and all those things. Sit in the church for some time and you see portals. One day somebody left this church and after some time he said that, oh, I didn't know that there are portals everywhere. Yeah, there are portals everywhere. Uh, and there are poor people everywhere, including America. I was very surprised that as I was walking on the streets of America, somebody was sitting by the roadside begging me for money. In America. He holds American passport. I don't hold American passport, but he was begging. In the land of opportunity, he was begging. Amen. Amen. So, let's avoid the talkativeness. Can I have an amen? Amen. In Ephesians chapter 4, verse 31, Bible says, Let all bitterness, let all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. Amen. Amen. In Titus chapter 3, verse 1 and 2, Titus chapter 3, verse 1 and 2. It says, remind, remind them to be subject to rulers and authorities, to obey and to be ready for every good work. Verse 2, everybody read it with me. To speak evil of no one, but to be what? Peaceable, gentle, showing all humility to all men. Tell your friends, speak evil. Of no one. You see, it's a training. It's a training. You have to learn. Hey, where did I myself? I'm not here to talk about well. I'm not here to tell. I mean, you know what? Some we a couple came into the church. The very first day they came to the church to want to be part of the church, they had somebody who came to them and saying bad things to them. They said, oh, the first day, are you not happy that the first day we come to church? The person came to say, but by God's grace, you are mature. They say, okay, whatever it is, we will come. We will listen to the word of God and come. After some time, they realized that, look, whatever the people were saying, it wasn't the truth. Evil speaking. Evil speaking. Evil speaking. You see, before I got close to Bishop Dad, people had said so many horrible things. Oh, my. Anything that is in the world that you can conceive of, you can think about, they had said it. He's proud, he's that, he's that, he's that. And I said, you never know what's in the book until you read it yourself. Mm, so I made a decision to want, I said, I'm going to get close to him, I'm going to be, and two bishops, we started relating and all those things. And I, 
In my personal estimation, he's one of the most amazing human beings God has ever dropped on planet Earth. Amen. Amen. Bishop Dad and Bra and Kaminya Hokwa me beno and uncle for can someone be bray one and so man find ya send yana me beno. It will even surprise you to know that in somewhere in some quarters they said that he even didn't finish medical school and that's the reason why he's becoming a pastor. Meanwhile, he won awards and was giving money, I think about six thousand dollars, uh, six thousand pounds those days to go to the United Kingdom. And yet some people are sitting somewhere, even speaking and saying bad things about him. In order to stop some people from getting close. Meanwhile, people's destinies are connected to him. As we are sitting in this church, our first five, ten pillars, he, he was the one who gave money. I didn't even ask him for money. He was the one who gave money. This side of this building, he's the one who gave us 20,000 CDs. I was there. Never, I've never asked him for anything before. When I was just there, one of his personal assistants said that Bishop has sent, he has asked that we should bring you some check of 20,000 CDs. And later he himself came here. And then he, he looked at the floor size and he mentioned the number of trips of sand and stones that can be used in getting the thing done. Are you getting me? The contractor at that time, when he did the estimates, he got it wrong. Bishop got it right. Amen. You know, but the point I'm making is that there is somebody that God has destined for you to be connected to. But by hearing the evil things, you disconnect yourself. So do not judge people by the things you are hearing. Even sometimes today the person may hurt you, but do not run away. The person may say something that you may not like. Are you getting me? Yeah, because sometimes our parents may do something, you know, they will, they will, but you see, when you take somebody as your, your child, your, your father or your mother, you know that with the best of intentions, your father will never want to hurt you or destroy you. Well, our children ask them, oh, when they were young, when you were, oh, fuck you. Yeah, uh, you know how, how I talk about, you know. They will hack you, but they know that we love them. After that, daddy, I love you. Daddy, and then I say, daddy, I love you. Say me too, I love you. And then we are flowing. The only thing is that what you did was not right, and we don't want you to walk in that line. That you should train up a child the way he should go. Some, some of you, you are in homes that the talking is too much. Don't join and stop it. You see, when the talking is too much in your house, you open a house that they talk too much, eh? You open the door for evil spirits to come there. Are you getting me? You see, because. The presence of God comes to a place where God's name is magnified and praised. And an evil spirit also go to a place where there's complaining and memory. In the Old Testament, when the people started complaining, complaining and memory, evil spirits went and beat them up. So do not make your house a memory place. You are making your house a ball as so. And ball as so. You see, when people come to your house and they are complaining, have you heard? Mm, have you seen this? Sister? Mm, have you, then? you are making your place a rubbish dumping ground. And when you go to rubbish dumping ground, what the, number one, the place smells. Number two, you find all kinds of creatures. Cockroaches are there. Uh, whatever. Snakes are there. Uh, uh, mice are there. What again? Vultures are there. So vultures, spiritual vultures will be coming to your house. Spiritual cockroaches in your house. Spiritual uh, rats in your house. All kinds of things. Do you want your house to be that way? And your house is smelling. Who wants to go and stay, take a chair and sit in a smelly, rubbish, damp ground? But you want your house to smell good. And so the good things that are happening in your church, speak them out. Amen. The good teachings your pastor teaches, go and share them out. Amen.
Things in people and in places. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. And finally, don't be involved in vain speaking. Vain speaking means always talking about yourself and blowing your horns. Don't be involved also in foolish talking, foolish speaking. Ephesians 5 4. Foolish speaking is unhealthy jokes. As a Christian, your jokes shall be ho- must be holy. The Bible says that neither filthiness nor foolish talking nor coarse jesting, which are not fitting, but rather giving of what thanks. So don't don't uh, talk. Sometimes uh, some of you that your jokes is it's it's not a nice joke. Amen. You are Christian, so your talking must be neat. And then we shouldn't lie. Avoid gossiping and avoid lying. Amen. Amen. And Psalm 52 verse 2, you know, some people's words are like razors. They hurt. Do not let your words be like razors. Your tongue devices distraction like a, a sharp razor working deceitfully. Some people are like sharp, sharp, It's a Hallelujah. Amen. And then in Proverbs 17, 14, do not engage in quarrels. Proverbs 17, 14, we are ending on that note. It says, the beginning of strife is like releasing water. Therefore, stop contention before a quarrel starts. Amen. The beginning of strife is like what? Releasing water. Therefore, stop the contention. Some people, oh yeah, pepe, chepe, chepe. Why did they do that? So they see the person. Why? Why are you not a Christian? Why? Why are you reducing yourself to that? If you have a problem, go, go to the person, talk to the person. Amen. Talk to the person. If I sin against you, come to me and say, Charlie, hey, dad. Hey, man. You gave me a hard blow. Yeah, you gave me a hard blow. I said, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, baby. And then we are, we are together. Amen. Is that not it? Yeah. And maybe I'll explain myself. Yes. Amen. Amen. But don't be in the house and then like me. I don't want anything. No, 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 no. Nobody talk about that. No. Flow. Tell somebody, flow. Do yeah. another version for me. I'm just finishing. Flow. Hallelujah. Am I teaching you something here? We are talking about spiritual development though. Amen. Yeah. Because you see sometimes your quarrel will quarrel with somebody eh, will close some, some doors for your life forever. Your quarrels. The start of a quarrel is like a leak in a dam. So stop it before it bursts. If there's a leak in the dam. So sometimes little things, it can develop into big things. Yeah. So there are things that sometimes I decide not to talk about it. Yeah, yeah, it's not necessary. It's not necessary. Yeah. Except it is really necessary to talk about it. Yeah. 
So when you find me talking about something, then I see that it is necessary to talk about it. Mm. A lot of times I guess, I see many things. Mm. Or you think I don't see. I see many things, I hear many things. I get to know many things in many ways. But sometimes it's, it's not necessary. Mm. Amplify said the beginning of strife is as when water first trickles from a crack in a dam. Therefore, stop the contention before it becomes worse and quarreling breaks out. And finally, how do you have to behave? Proverbs 15, 1. A soft answer. Some say a soft answer. <laughs> Hallelujah. A gentle response diffuses what? Anger. But a sharp tongue kindles a temper fire. Hey. Let's, read. Let's read this one. A, a soft, soft answer, answer turns away, away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. anger. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Says up. A soft answer turns away what? Wrath. So you must know how to answer. Even though somebody is annoying you, you must know how to answer. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm not out of word, but I'm out of time. Amen. So God wants us to grow up. Amen. He wants us to grow up from where? When we got born again, we are babies. So no matter the age of the person, the person's what is a baby. And babies, three characteristics of babies, they are what? Innocent, number two, ignorant, number three, irritable or indulgent. Is that right? Good. And then so they must move, and what they need is what? The, the milk of the way. But they have to be weaned. Amen. Out of their pitcher and anger to the childhood stage. And children, three characteristics of children, what are they? They are unsteady, so help them to be hard, steady. So that's why sometimes you find people today they are in church, tomorrow they are not in church and code. They are babies. And what we do for children, babies and children is that we carry them. Amen. So you must go and carry them from their homes. You don't do phone calls and say, come to church. You call and carry them. So I say, carry them. Yeah. And then, number two, they are, they are curious. Curious. Eh? And number three, they are what? Talkatives. Have you realized that children like to talk? Now the day is over. Then they sing that. Then they go and sing this. They are talkatives. But God wants us not to say bad things about people. Not to say bad things about. You see, if you say bad things about the church, also you are talking. You are say, you are speaking bad about Jesus. Amen. Amen. You are speaking bad things about Jesus. You are speaking bad things about yourself as well. But let's say good things about each other. When anybody says, oh, have you seen it? Oh, that sister that sings very nicely in the choir. We know that she has a deficiency. We know that she, she, has, she, she can be some way now, but look out for the good and say it. And you see, as you are saying the good things, what you are also doing is that you are sowing seeds of good things for yourself to, the, to get a harvest of good things. Let's turn to our feet. Amen. Amen. Lift your hand and say, Father. Jesus name I come to you help me Lord to grow up spiritually from being a spiritual baby a spiritual child to full 
show maturity whereby I will be fruitful that my life will keep on honoring you. Touch my life. This week, anoint me anoint me and use me for greater works. Have your way in my life. Have your way in my life. In Jesus' name. Jesus' name.